Hello everyone, this is Madele and you're on the Children Files podcast. In this podcast, we looked at Otito Truth. It was more or less a question and answer session with Jide. And um, Jide asked us different questions around Otito Truth. And we all had something to say or the other. It was very interesting. It was fun. And... Um, I hope you enjoy listening to it. Enjoy. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. I trust, I trust we've been having a good day. I'd like to welcome us to another session on exploring, or another meetup on exploring the Omoluabi philosophy in the context of the 21st century. And for previous meetups, we've looked at Orosiso, Iteriba, and, and a few, few other topics that are very, very, very important. And today we'll be looking at Otito. So there are a number of these, um, should I say, tenets that are very, very important to being an Omoluabi. And to be an Omoluabi, basically, it means to be a good person, basically. It means to be a good person. So many parts make up, determines what is some would call a good person in Yoruba culture and Yoruba philosophy. So like I said, today we'll be looking at Otito, which is also truth. And if we, if, we, if we saw the premise on the invitation, it's the premise of the question is, you know, like what motivates us to tell truth? We know that um, Nigeria, Yoruba is most, the majority of Yoruba population is based in Nigeria and Nigeria is a very religious country. It's funny that we're not operating in theocracy. So it's Nigeria is very <laughs> religious country and you know it's this this topic is very, very important to the kind of life that we live as a people. So and typically, you know, if you one could say that people tell the truth in Nigeria because you know maybe there's the fear of going to hellfire or as as it differs from religion to religion. So today, basically, we'll be looking at it. And the Omoluabi philosophy, and this talk stems off the book written by Dr. Modele Oluye, which is titled The Children Files. And the book, the book is a novel for people to imbibe good values in them. So whether you are Nigerian or African, for these people of different cultures and for everyone part of the world and trying to look at this philosophy of Yoruba people, how is it important and how does it play into this time and climb that we live in? So, like I said, we'll be looking at Otito. Basically today we'll be throwing it open for everyone to engage and look at it. And we'll also be asking a set of questions. And of course, that is also the purpose of this, should I say, or the purpose of the Chiodu Farms, which is the novelette. For, for us to be able to contribute a, a body of information where different, whether they're Yoruba or not, 
or Nigerians or not can contribute information like, oh, what is it that makes someone a good person or is it good in like Igbo culture? So without talking too long, so I'll just take us on a short, very short prayer that we do in all of our sessions. It's been a while I'd say you about prayer. So um Ludmari, I took a lower in for a journey. I took a way at one lay at me. Lati G, Lati Lotta, Lati Jadi, Lati Rim, Cosinco Cotoshua, I took a way for a journey, freak by day, where Ali could job one be, Lati so wrong by a long cotoshiko to the shipper, you see, Fun Ashawa, Gay Atifun, Opa Wenio, Kakria by ye, among way Bubun Cotama Solinia, Bulufuma, and I think we outcrew by law born to soon or yet to soon. To all of my nibi kibi tabalo, ibi kibi tababarawa, ati nimi shewa, ati bashima, ati shewa, ati bubu shewa, ami. Thank you, um, everyone. Once again, good to, good to, good to have us here. Yeah. So I'll hand over to Dr. Oluwaye, who have, she'll be, she mentioned a few things on the Chiodo files, the Moluabi philosophy, and as it pertains to Otito, I always feel like saying Orasiso because it starts with O, and that was our very first session. So, what Otito means, and what just Otito generally? Okay, thanks, um, Jide. As usual, your Yoruba amazes me. I wish I could pray in Yoruba the way you pray in Yoruba so fluently. I I think in English, I pray in English. I really convert that ability to be able to pray in Yoruba with very deep words. Hopefully I'll get there one day. So yeah, the, the, this meetup really, we're looking at Otito, which is an attribute of the Omoluabi, of, a, of an Omoluabi. And we want to see what does Otito mean for us in the 21st century, what does Otito mean? The dynamics of the 21st century is definitely different from the dynamics of when the Omoluabi philosophy was coined. So how do we, how do we see truth, the truth, in, in this day and age, you know, how can we own it for ourselves? And we're actually trying to get content, like Jide said, for the children files, that what exactly makes sense that should be included in the children files. So for me, I mean, I come from a Christian background, so I've always had that feeling of, oh, all liars will go to hellfire, right? But I recently, in this journey, I've embarked on where, I'm trying to look at what is really the essence of faith. I've now sort of looked at it that supposing there was no hellfire, why would I say the truth? And for me, I think saying the truth actually helps one with one's mental well being, general well being. I would say that saying the truth frees one from a guilty conscience, it frees one from the fear of one's life being discovered in future. For example, uh, recently there's been this issue around DNA tests and women trying to pass off pregnancies to men who didn't father the child, right? Well, initially when the person was embarking on that lie, the person might have thought, oh, it's a solution to an immediate problem. But it doesn't actually solve the problem because down the line, many years later, when the child is now older, the person now has to deal with that issue which 
could have been nipped in the bud by just saying the truth at that time. And if the man really loved the woman, they'll still go ahead and live their lives together, even though they know the circumstances on which the child was born. So I think Otito frees one from living with a guilty conscience of one's lie being uncovered at a future date. So I think that is a benefit of Otito. Then I'm also an advocate for love your neighbor as yourself, treat yourself the way you like to be treated. I wouldn't like to be taken for granted. I wouldn't like to be deceived. I wouldn't like to be lied to. So I think if I wouldn't like something, I shouldn't do it to others also. Even though it's not easy, I must say, there's always that temptation to lie one's way out of a tricky situation. But I think saying the truth is the ideal. Whether we always meet up to that ideal or not is a different story. So I think that's what, and I I would say, uh, many people like politicians, political figures, public figures, people lie to win the support of their followers, but is it really the right way? Eventually when the lie gets called out, they may lose social capital. So I think it's something worth looking at. So those are the few things I would say right now about Otito. Thanks, Bibi. Thank you, Dr. Modeli. So before before, uh, proceed, so I'll be asking a few questions and I'll encourage each and every one of us to comment and contribute to the questions. And so there's, there's, there's a short list of the questions, just about, I think, six or seven or so. And so I think we just take one or two persons per question, and maybe just one person that has a contribution. Let's, and also let's try to keep our, our responses or our contributions as brief as possible so that everyone can contribute uh, in about one, one minute. Let's, so basically, when, when I saw, saw the question or the premise, it was really very interesting for me as well. Like, you know, if there wasn't that fear or worry about, about, about you know, the way it is in, maybe in Christianity, let's put, for instance, I'm going to Elfire, would people, would Christians tell the truth, basically? But, you know, I also realized that, I also found out that truth is very important for societies to create order and it, 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 some people also it can also be used like should I say maybe like governments the way they use it maybe to like suppress things or also in families to raise to create like societal values that at the end of the day will be very very important to the country. So the first question I'll ask is if any, any one of us that would like to contribute is what is Otito or what what do we think about absolute truths and relative truths. And is there an objective truth or a personal truth as well? So basically like what what do we understand as truth? For me growing up, you know, I think from a good number of us as well, I think my my mother cooked a soup some some weeks ago. And I, I, I realized that I, I just, I, it dawned on me that I'm falling into the habit, tasting the soup. But I'm, before I know, I've put like a few small bits of fish and I'm like, ah, it's not I'm actually stealing from the pot too. But <laughs> I mean, if she asked me now, I would just say, ah, I took from the meat yeah. But as children growing up, like with oil all over your mouth, like 
no, 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 no. I didn't take, I didn't steal. And children are caught. So basically they are disciplined so that they don't tell, they don't lie or they don't commit that action again. So I realized that there's a strong linkage between truth and fear, which is also one of the reasons why, you know, in religion, people are afraid of something like, oh, there's a consequence. So I also, for children or in families, they use that to try and keep the, the children in check so that they can develop those values. So, and it, it differs, you know, some people, in, in everyday parlance or in like normal conversations, truth is just maybe, it's just seen as, as seen as a simple thing, like maybe black and white. Like, or the easiest example is that, oh, when someone lies or someone tells the truth, or it's just simple, but maybe philosophically, you know, some people would say maybe they are using to re, like reassert what is obvious that oh, snow is white. It is true that snow is white. You get, but it is that's how it is. That's so there are different ways that people try to look at it as well. And when I saw one of the questions, some of the questions are like absolute truth, relative truth. It's is there really, you know, it all differs from people to people. And is what is true to some group of people? Is it true when you carry it somewhere else? And does that what they consider true? Is it maintained in the same place? And also, is there what do we think about objective truth? And so some truths is personal to certain groups of people. It's just like their experience. For some people today, their truth is also like their experience. And that, that's basically how they see it. So some people also see truth, you know, in terms of the intention of the person that is saying it. You may say, oh, I'm telling the truth, but what's the intention behind the statement the person is saying? Is it trying to say it? It may be true. In fact, like it's true to what, to their experience, their personality, what they've seen and what they've witnessed. But they may, they may have an agenda at the end that maybe that agenda is if we're looking at it morally, in terms of sense of morality, is, is actually is actually wrong. You were talking about absolute truth, relative truth, and all that. And something just occurred to me as you were talking that there are some absolute truths. For example, if the law of gravity, if I walk off a, a, the decking of a building and there's no ladder, there's no platform, there's nothing, the truth is I'm going to come crashing down and I'm going to fall and I may injure myself, I may not, but definitely I'm not going to keep walking in the air. So I think that is an absolute truth. But even absolute truths sometimes have issues. For example, if you look at Galileo Galilei, I find him so interesting. You know, he used to use a telescope to look at the sun and the, and the planets. And he discovered that the sun was revolving, I mean, sorry, that the planets were revolving around the sun. And he said so, but it wasn't accepted. He was going to lose his life for that, you know, because in that time, everybody felt the earth was the main thing and everything revolved around the earth. So even though it was an absolute truth, which we now see as an absolute truth, except those people who are still flat earthers, because there are people in this day and age who are still flat earthers who believe the earth is flat and is not round. But minus those people, most of us who have done geography, we now know that the earth is round and it revolves around the sun as one of the planets. But it wasn't an absolute truth so many years ago. So yes, sometimes absolute truths 
even though they are absolute truths, may not be taken as absolute truths until that level of knowledge comes. So I'll say that about absolute truths. Yeah, personal truths is another one, you know. What is another story, Sha, personal truths, but I just wanted to comment on absolute truths. Maybe other people have other things to say about these things. Thank you, Dr. Madeli. Um, what you always say is, is a good point on the fact, the gravity, the fact of gra gravity. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. There was a, I, I, I can't remember the statement, but I think it was a friend that was saying that something about whether it related to drowning or water uh, or swimming. Like, I can't remember. Maybe I think there's a common statement also. But like, if you can't, if you, I think if you hold that philosophy, but if you get into water, if you can't swim, you will drown. Whether whether you believe, I can't. If I once I remember the statement, I will, I will say it. And before. I go to Mr. Emmanuel. Someone asked a question on what what do we think about white lie? You know, people say, oh, it's just a white lie. It's just a soft lie. You know, <laughs> I, I was I was some I was somewhere and I went for a training on photography and the, the person we are trying to like navigate how to get stories and there is this issue on ethics and telling people story and because of how the challenges that historically Africa has had with issue of a camera. Sometimes photographers photographers have to like should I say lie their way around or not tell everything just so that they can get the story? And so that those things have been very bad. It's, they call it yeah, exploitation, like you're exploiting your subject. So the person was advising, I ah, just tell this, just tell it's almost like a white line. I'm like, uh, okay, what are you saying? And the other person did not agree with him. And I was a bit taken aback. So white lies are always very, I remember seeing it in the movie of Baba Sui. That I think that was the first, first my, my earliest memory of it about, you know, you just tell, just small, and you even hear it among Christians. So personally, I, I think I just, I, I wouldn't, I'm jumping on one of the questions, but I wouldn't say it's easy. Sometimes I find myself that I, I lie, I'm like, ah, come on. I just like now. But I, I try my, I, I try my possible best. And I, I, I think I try to avoid such situations where I find myself in. Such a white line. So, Mr. Emmanuel, um, do you also try and add your question, your contributions on what you, what is your own experience about white lies and what you think? Your know, any questions you also have? Thank you. On the subject of Botito now, you know, with what you have said, it, a lot is just running through my heart right now. And you know, especially when you said something about objective truths and subjective truths. So, to actually examine this notion very well. Or we need to try to create a division of truths that we have. We can say we have religious truths, we have scientific truths, or wherever they fall to, we have truths like that. Please, I need a response from you. Can you hear me very well? I hope the noise here is not affecting me. So, Dr. Modeli said something about how Galileo, you know, came to construct the formally established truth of the fact that the Earth. The sun revolves around the earth and not the other way. I be the earth, I mean the earth now revolves around the sun and not the other way. So then it comes to my mind that it looks like um, human beings were not made for the truth. Eh? And this is what I mean. We make our truth. The truth doesn't make us. So it looks like each generation or a group of people Whatever they assume to be their truth, that is what they run with to be the truth. So it's just like rules. 
man is not made for the rules. Sorry, man is not made for the rules. The rules, the rules are made for men. I don't know if you get that. So this is my point here. That you know, it is very good that part time we try to reinterrogate what we hold as truth, and I think that's very very important. There are some things you see as truth. Look at the way our parents deal with us, for example. Now, you know, they tell you some things. This is why you don't do these things. They will tell you not to lie. you. And this is why you don't do these things. This is why you don't do these things. But when you go to an age, they tell you this is the way we do these things now. This is the way we do it. So I think, you know, it is very, very important that part time, per season, we, 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 inter we reinterrogate all of what we consider as truth, the basis, the fundamentals, the principles of what we consider to be true or to be the truth. So that's just my input for now. We can go, we can go, we can go ahead. Thank you. Um, so I think just to, to move on from what, what Emmanuel said about, you know, when we are growing up, I said, oh, this is it, this is it, this is it. If you don't do it, like you are punished for not doing it. It's very common in, in our society, like in Africa, like you get some whiplash. So, and when we grow up, we now start seeing that this thing is, is not like the way they are saying it. So, and I would just, is, I think it's a question I came with here and I'll just ask it because in terms of truth and fear, I, I realized that as we grow up, we start beginning to see that there are no consequences for when people don't tell the truth as we as we grow older, especially in our society, you know, Nigerian society. Like when you were when we were much younger, if if you lied or you didn't tell the truth, you get punished. There's always there was always a punishment. But as we grow older, and it's very you know if we see it very well, it's a very common thing in in Nigerian politics in our political society. You know. There are no consequences, and we see the repercussions when people now see where, like, I think the analysis is, is on jungle justice because we've been so depraved of um, justice and and puni right punishment. When people now see an opportunity, they now take a, a very they take a easy scapegoat, and then you know they they rain all of that angst on that individual, and then they kill the person or they burn it because it's probably stole like a cube of Maggi or something worth 10 naira compared to if that's in terms of. So I realized that we, as we grow, that it seems that this, our society, we've not been able to uphold that value system where we can maintain, you know, discipline and consequences for not telling the truth. And it's just something that I, I wonder, I, I also, you know, how the parents, our parents been able to, you know, manage imbibing the values of telling truth to, to their children some something i want i want to so another question we also if anyone has any contribution please if what another question is we have here is um, what motivates you to tell the truth or motivates you to tell the truth is um like we said for christians or people in religion they know that oh there's this place that you will go to if you don't tell the truth or god can punish you you know but what if, like, aside that, aside, you know, that if that is that is it, it's still fine as well. Or you know, what, what else motivates us to tell the truth? I think for me, before I, you know, took, took my Christianity more seriously some years ago, I think I just, I just had that. I don't know. I think maybe personality plays a role, but I just, I think, but my upbringing, I just like, they are just trained us in that sense, you know, to just tell the truth so in a sense i was already used to, it doesn't mean i didn't need to lie but 
I naturally, I just, because of the, the up, upbringing that my parents had already put in me. So to, to a fair extent, I already had it small. I had it at an okay level. Dr. Madele, you, you'd like to add? Yes, I wanted to add something that I, I was hoping that maybe we could get perspective from maybe people who don't really subscribe to religion, you know, because there are people who are good people, but they're not religious. They, they may not even believe in God, but you see that they, are, they, they try to live principled lives. I mean, for some of us who have been in religious circles, Sometimes the fear of hell sort of keeps us on the right track or, you know, you don't want to identify with the devil, tell the truth and shame the devil, that kind of thing. So, the, the, but now one wonders, outside religion, what motivates one to tell the truth? So it's a question that I have thought of and the only thing I can see is that, you know, there's a disconnect and it takes a lot of effort to lie. A lie takes an effort to maintain. I think somebody else's hand is raised, so I will just, I would, um, I think I will stop here so we can get other perspectives. Lajide, if you can go on. Mr. Lajide, you can go ahead with your contribution. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. First and foremost, I'd like to say it's nice joining this session today. It's my first time. So I was really captivated by the topic when I saw it on uh, Meetup, like what is um, about the truth, what he thought as it affects especially African philosophy culture. Yes, just the last statement by Dr. Modele was already touching on my point that, uh, but I'll first, I'll first share my thoughts and my own perspectives on the, not just my own perspective, I mean, other perspectives too, like on the first set of questions about what truth is in current society. So there is this um, joke that has been flying around for some time relating to social media, and that is contemporary times, right? So it says, some, it goes something like this, that there are three truths. There is your truth, and there is my truth, and there is the screenshot, right? So in today's, I mean, today, in the time, current times we are in now, there is that advanced technology that has brought to us the ability to see at least a screenshot, right? So that um, so that may that may be something similar, very similar to what um, has been termed objective truth earlier on. And then your truth, my truth, would go probably under the subjective truth. Sadly, in as much as we try to make efforts to say the truth, a lot of times this truth is always colored by our own perspective of life so or let me say yes our own perspective well of course it depends on the context but i see that happening a lot going back to like, historically i would say that if we look at what we have in our culture like um maybe some of the proverbs that we use in yoruba language like things like right so that suggests that there is there is that intention and the motive on some side and also something similar to like they say now the point is 
why would you say half of something? And then to wrap up quickly, having laid out those perspectives, I now come to the very last question that why do you say the truth? Well, um, basically I feel it takes a lot of effort. Like Dr. Modili was saying, that it takes a lot of effort to keep up with lies, you know? So I think it's not just advisable, it's a good way or it's a good culture to imbibe, like saying the truth. That way you can free up a space in your mind to do some other things rather than keep up with a lot of records unnecessarily. I will stop for now. Thank you. Thank you, Lajide. Thank you very much for your your contribution. Uh, I mean, it just makes me wonder, like, without, you know, based on your point, does it help us as individuals mentally as well to to have a sane mind, knowing that we are telling the truth? Does it help us to mentally in our head? Does it it help us to feel alive and feel normal? Mm -hmm. Instead of knowing that you are lying, it's just like people that maybe they've done one wrong or the other, and then they're just always looking over their shoulder because something can go wrong because they haven't been doing right. Or even as well that it's just, it's like the standard thing that is expected. So I also believe it helps us to be in a good place mentally. And it's also good for our minds to be able to tell the truth. Because sometimes when we lie to we break trust with people that care about us. And then, you know, it will hurt us. We'll feel pain. Person also feel pain. Person will feel hurt. This person lied to me. So thank you very, very, very much for contribution. And, you know, when, 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 based on the matter of people, absence of religion, a friend of mine used to say that there, there's, is a, I think, a priest that used to say that he doesn't think in the seminary. I hope, I hope my background noise is not too much. It's raining where I am. So, so the, that there was this priest that that would say that they would, he would, and if it, anybody told, told him that they are Christian, he would not take them because the the experiences he has had, people that claim to be Christians, was terrible. They would rather take an atheist because they didn't, and we could draw it to fear. So, and I will give you one day the floor to add our contributions. Let me just stop. Thank you very much. So I think what I want to say is not really a question, but more of a thought process. I think that's that's the best way I can describe it. I feel like in some cases, people don't tell the truth because they are they also don't want to believe that that is the truth. So as much as it is important for an individual to always be truthful, to always, you know, present themselves in a certain light, because if you tell lies way too much, then it starts to create an illusion of who you are to that individual that you're always telling lies to. So I feel like in some cases, people tell, people don't, I will not say lies, people rearrange the truth in order to, you know, convince themselves and also try to convince others that what they have done is a good thing. So I know know that sometimes that is not the best thing, but I feel like that is a reason why people sometimes don't tell 100% truth. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. If I may add, I would like to add to progressing with the question. It still boils down to what we consider the truth. So one of the questions says, like, what is better? Is it better to tell the truth? Is it better to know the truth or to tell the truth? Uh, if we pull, if we pull that another way, what the person, if we ask that, what the person knows, the person that even knows what he says that is the truth, they are truth actually true. Because if it's not true, just like what you and was sort of referring to, if it's not really, really true, then they will just be perpetrating it, 
may not be like a lie per se in their own eyes, so they may not really understand. But they believe that is the truth. You know, they they want others to know it, or maybe it's based on their experience, or it may not may not may not be true. So, what what if anybody um, has the answer or a contribution to that question? Please let's move or if any other if otherwise, please let's add. And uh, as as well, I think a question I'll put to to each each every single person. So I like every single person to just it's to to give to answer to the question as well. And but before before I ask the question, because I think it's our it's our final question. Um, I think there was there was a statement in our first session or or a sister, Professor Kenda, he asked the question and it was like, you know, you can claim like how did it was sort of like how did we get here as a people? You know, yes, Omoluabi philosophy, ah, it's good to tell the truth, it's good to speak right words, it's good to be brave, it's good to, you know, to be respectful to elderly people or different people, people of this way of age or whatsoever, you know. Now, all of these things they are good and all but you know how do we how do we really do it practice and how do we get there because it just keeps me i wonder you know like ah yoruba people like came up with these things that you know, represent an ideal person and that we should strive to <laughs> in a way we're not, we're, we look so far from it if i'm being if i'm being candid we, we actually feel so far from it i know from, i i look at it linguistically if i'm trying to I don't, Process of analysis I'm using for it, but if to analyze, you know, people, your Bible will say on pyro, pyro, and they'll say on saltito. There's an action of pa, like death, like to kill. So we say it's like a negation, but when the person is like saying the truth, on so, it's actually, it's not like when the person is, you can't really say on soiro, it doesn't really work. So I'm just wondering, like, how did we get here? Even though, yeah, so Dr. Madele. <laughs> answer is please uh, i wanted to uh, uh, respond to your earlier question where you said knowing the truth and saying the truth which is more important i think knowing the truth is more important but the thing that is sometimes when you know the truth the, tr the truth bubbles up in you to the extent where you just want to say it for example let's talk about coronavirus you know maybe you are in a circle where people feel coronavirus will give you, if, I mean, if you get the coronavirus vaccine, you know, you'll become magnetized and metallic things will start speaking to you. Or if you get the coronavirus, Bill Gates is going to take over your life, you know? Now, when you know the truth that this thing is a lie, it can, it can bubble up in you so much that you want to go out there and say, no, it's not true, it's a lie, you know? so. But sometimes if you are in an environment where people may not be willing to receive what you have to say, then I think it's okay to know the truth. I think you know what the truth is, even if every other person believes something else. So it's not every time you one needs to say the truth, you know, is though when you say the truth, you actually feel good because <laughs> you've got it out of you and everybody knows where you stand, you know, or it even happens be a gay where somebody is gay and the person is in a, is in a conservative circle right where he came out of his closet so maybe for so many years he's been following trying to keep undercover but one day he just decides to tell his family or circle that this is who he is and he feels vibrated because he has come out so 
yeah, saying the truth actually brings liberation, but I think knowing the truth is 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 more important because sometimes it would, sometimes it's not safe for you to say the truth. Reiterating your point, very important that we know what we are saying that is actually factual and is true. I know, of course, there are different methods that when you say fact, different people have their different methods of analysis that they will use to prove that oh, this is true to me, or, or this is true for a certain group of people, or this is true for a large number of people, or it's true for everyone. The different methods, whether it's empirical or whatever, that they used to judge that is actually true. There was also the example of COVID-19, which is like the USA, and during my national service, I, people were just, I, I was among people that were just, I was just, I was absolutely shocked. And yet I was so angry, like, what are you guys saying? Like, you're yeah, just saying nonsense. So, but at times I also make sure that you know, and fear was also playing a role for even me, for me as well. This is what I was reading. And sometimes, you know, I would ask people like, where, yes, you read it on the internet, but where did you read it? Who said what? What's the repute of the person that said it? Do they know anything about what they said? Like, can you hold their, what, their, what they said? Does it hold water? So, and, and, and so on and so forth. So for our last question, and I'll put it to everyone, I'll, I'll start with, Dr. Modile would answer after me. And I don't know if I should if I should give an order to it. So I'll I'll say in order of people that have spoken. So I'll say after after Dr. Madele, Emmanuel, please, you'll give your contribution. Thank you. Mr. Olajide as well. And then any other person that here one day and Mr. So the question is, you know, like if if we're we're faced with an instance, Dr. Madele said that sometimes, and I think you one day's point also mentioned that you don't have to say there's situations where you may not need to say to tell the truth and there's a good example here so it's very common among people that are in a relationship where the lady or the woman or the spouse or the partner asks like what she's she's preparing to go out and she wears a dress or well, what do you think about this dress does the dress make me fat does it make me look fat it's very common for you know <laughs> so I think they sometimes they advise men, you know, just just you know, just don't tell her dress makes her look fat. Either maybe it may take a longer time for her to make a decision on dress, or you may hurt her feeling, or you may say things that you know necessarily doesn't so they they the different so it's a very it's a very common example basically. And so I'll just like us to just maybe in, in one word yes or no, or would you say so? And what, what would, maybe if you had anything to back up or support your, your, your take on answering the question. So the question is, again, is just, how, how would you honestly answer it, the question? Does this dress, maybe it may not even have to be a spouse, maybe your sister, anybody, or maybe your friend who is a guy, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have to be a woman. I see. So does this, someone asks like, does this dress make me, Fact. So I don't want to I don't want to give a gender-based answer, but I think maybe if 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 it were someone asking me, I would I would if I don't want to hurt the person's feeling, you know, I don't want to make it obvious. I would just say I'll just, I think I'll just <laughs> think this is what someone asks about white lines. Still, I'm struggling. I just say no. It doesn't make you you look all right. You get 
or maybe it also depends on the relationship you also have with the person in some instance. And you say, I don't think I'll use the word fat. I don't know. So yeah, that's our answer. It. So I'll, I'll hand over to the commodity this time. Okay, so basically your question is maybe somebody is trying to get a positive feedback from you on something that maybe you don't feel excited about. But let's use an example of a car. I mean, you bought a new car and you are so excited about, about this your new car and you take it to show your friend and you're like, what do you think about my new ride? And the person is not really, I mean, he's seen better cars. So he's like, I mean, he probably can even see that the tire is worn out. He can see that one of the bumpers is not well aligned, but hey, this is his daddy who hasn't even had, this is his first car, you know? So he's going to look beyond what he can see that is not cool about the car. And he would say, wow, nice car. Even though in his heart, especially if the person that you are looking for feedback or affirmation from is a very perfectionist kind of person who can already see that the alignment is not good or something. But at that point in time, that's not what your friend needs. Your friend needs you to celebrate with him. So I don't think it will be telling a lie for you to say, oh, this guy is very cool. Oh, great ride, you know, because what's important at that point is to celebrate with your friend. So I think making your friend feel good is better. Though later on, you could actually at another day, maybe talk about alignment or fitting or whatever, but it has to be in a way where you don't diminish the person, you know, in an attempt to hold on to your truth. You know, I think, I think and because sometimes there's some people who are very nasty, they say nasty things. Ah, that girl is so dumb. How does she ever, she's always coming last in class, you know? Meanwhile, you don't know what this girl's struggle is and you feel you're just saying your truth. Because yes, she's always she's always the last in the class, but you don't have to, because you feel it's true, throw it back at her and hurt her. You know, you could still address ah, uh, this person is struggling a bit. I, I wonder she must have she's you know, there must be a way you can say your truth without necessarily hurting someone's feeling. That's what I feel. Thank you, Dr. Madeli. Made a really good point, especially with the example you gave with a friend that bought a car. So in that um, point, I think it was, you said that, you know, don't, don't be a killjoy. And I'm trying to, shouldn't kill that. Just, just be happy for the person. Um, Mr. Imano, whenever you're ready, you can, you can go on. So it, should, it shouldn't be a killjoy, just be happy. And even if and there's another time you want to make up those points, you can, maybe when you want to buy another car, you can say, oh, there's this car like, you, I would like you to buy it. Like, when you know that, oh, this person is able, in that way, the person is proffering a better solution instead of just laying out the other side and the axle is, is bending or whatsoever, you know, but it's, it's much better than just saying this car, you know, it's, I think it's, it's actually really, 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 really bad. You know, if someone bought something and yeah, you just, you just flat out, my own fight, I don't know if that's true. You can't, someone will consider it like stupidity because yeah. you just say you're trying to, no, no, no. I think it's a, it's a really, really good example you 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 gave to modeling. Um, is there anyone will, ready to go next to answer, give their take on the question? Anyone? Yes, can I go next? Yes, you can. 
Okay. Um. So, um, Mrs. Oluwaye gave a very good example, but I would say, if it's in regards to your um example of the dress and your spouse, I I would expect. I think expect is the best word. To I would expect my spouse to tell me that this dress does not look nice on me because you you understand the quote-unquote insecurities I have when it comes to like body so if I wear something that you know that eventually I am going to see I am not going to like I expect that you would tell me the truth that oh this dress is not nice or you know maybe you should change it to something different or a different style so I would say yes in regards to spouse and dress I would expect my spouse to tell me that the dress does not look nice on me Thank you. Thank you, Andy. You made you made it. Really, I mean, I don't, um, Mr. Mr. Louis. I, uh, I don't know. I, I just I feel like an absolute novice, especially with you and this, you and you and this comment. Uh, anyone that was still wants to add? Okay, sorry, Mr. Louis. Yes, thank you very much. Good one. That was a nice one by you, Andy. Um, all your okay. So I think what you and this said is correct. Um, as GD said, my little bit of experience in these last few years, um, I think it's better for you as a person to speak the truth as much as possible. Particularly when we go to talking about this one relating to dressing, for me for one, experiences just say the truth because it's not just about this person, it's about two of you. So if you're with someone, you must be sure that it's not just about their ego or their body, it's the totality of the two of you. So if he or she, is not properly attired, you need to say something. I personally cherish people who tell me, for example, you know, young men, when we dress up like going to work, your tie is not properly done. You know, you could go the whole day without anybody telling you. But I actually feel glad if somebody says, hey, Femi, you know what, your tie seems to, I mean, I do my best to make sure my tie is sitting properly and all that. Or your collar is not properly done and stuff like that. Or you're not properly talked in. And, you know, little things are there. A lot of people see it and then they look away. They feel like it's embarrassing to mention it to someone that how can you tell someone something? Or a lady is dressing up, but you can notice. I think if you can't see it directly to the person, find somebody who the person will feel more comfortable to speak to the person than let the person walk away because you don't want to speak the truth. And you know, I hold on to some little values that says is you know, the truth sets you free. I think in all cases, I think you need to look at the situation and then as much as possible, speak the truth in love. Don't say things to let people lose self-esteem as much as possible. Sometimes the truth can be, can be bitter. I mean, really, really bitter. So you must find a way to still say the truth or speak the truth as much as you, know, you think you can cope or the person can cope. Situation depends, but as much as possible, speak the truth, okay? But sometimes speaking the truth can come at a heavy cost. So you must wait. Can I pay this cost? Can I pay this price? All right, there's a price to the truth. So, cheers. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Lewe. And you made very important things. The price that one can pay for the truth. I know representation tying in with Miwande's um, comment. And I think my father and mother, there was a situation when they went to went to church. And I mean, to me, the dress, I'm not, I'm not very picky. When we got to me, he had to like, well, this, this dress, it wasn't the best combination. You know, and he was like, get this one. I, you know, they, it was very, very interesting for me to see. I was just smiling and laughing. I'm like, you guys just saw this thing amongst yourself and don't bring me to it. And in truth, when he, he got uh, the other suit, it actually looked better. 
you know, and then she posted on family and everybody was just so um I'll pass sorry um to Dr. Oluweye. I I've been mistaking it for Dr. Modele as well. So Dr. Oluweye, please you can. Um, hello everybody and thank you all for your contribution. I I really appreciate so many things that have been said. I I wanted to finish listening to everything so that I could say this. Now, for me personally, the truth is right now, at this point in time in my life, it's relative because I'm, I'm the kind of person that, I mean, I started my life thinking that, oh, you should always tell the truth. You should always tell the truth. But I've learned from experience, personal experience and, you know, just general things that telling the truth, it's at the end of the day, anybody listening to you, it's you and the person listening to you, it's about self-preservation and it's about what you can live with and what the person you're talking to can accept. So what I mean by that is this, like certain, certain things you say, which you, you just have to say it is because I won't be able to live with myself if I don't say it. So I say it. And then, but at the same time, I'm also thinking that this person listening to me, what can the person accept? It's just like what Modele said about the, about somebody buying a car and you see all the faults in the car, but you're, you don't want to come across as being nasty. So you just take your eyes off it. Whereas there are certain things which at that point in time, maybe you should actually say for that person's safety, you understand? But hey, let's just let it go. <laughs> and I've learned from practical experience that it actually is mostly best to just let it go. Let's go back to also what they said about that people accept that I, I can't remember exactly how she puts it but people's truth you understand yeah about about people and it's true you know that there's like um almost like a mass psychosis there's this thing like a mass psychosis this set of people just have just convinced themselves to believe in something and you might be you might even be an insider or an outsider and you can already see that hmm there's a lot of fault in what, there's, what they all generally believe. Like, just like right now, based on this um, coronavirus thing, that they'll, they'll, like a large segment of the population now who believe coronavirus is not real or that the coronavirus will cause certain problems. And there's nothing you can do to convince them otherwise. You understand? So even trying to, I mean, and some of these people are people that might pose a danger to you. You understand what I'm saying? So what do you do in that kind of situation? So sometimes you learn to just say, okay, you know what, just let it go. So right now for me, in as much as I believe in telling the truth, but I choose, I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, choose which truths to tell and who to tell. You understand? I think I've gotten to that stage because I realize that that just sometimes telling the truth just won't, I mean, it, it's, not, it's, it's not as simple. Let's just, I think that's, it. that's just the summary. Telling the truth is not as simple as um, we think it should be. Or it's not as simple as it, sh it should actually be. Thank you all. <laughs> thank, thank you, Dr. Bimba. You, you said it so well. I think growing up, you know, we, we were taught that it's just like black and white to tell it. But when you start growing up, you, you begin to re realize that it's much more complex. You know, as much yes, it's important to you know to maintain this attribute, but you have to be, should I say, wise about how, how and when tell it and to whom you are telling it to how, how did they react how did that person react and perceive it so in the i don't know if anybody anybody else that has not contributed has any contribution but in the absence of any contribution i mean, I, I, would, I would like to say thank you to everyone this session has been really enlightening and fun and interesting you know, despite that the topic is so simple it's you know it's different 
perspective, but not just perspective, like they are really, really, you know, every, what everyone has said, it has been really, really, really important. So it's not just like straight up, like, oh, this is the truth, like tell you, you know, just when we're talking about, you know, representation, you want to give one very valid, you know, the examples make, you know, those decisions, how we tell it, very, very, very different to Mr. Oluwaya's comment to as well. So I'd like to say thank you to everyone for joining us, for being here. We're also grateful for, you know, some, I don't want to say old faces, or old guests, and to everyone too that has been coming here consistently, that has been a part where we are so grateful. You are, tr truthfully, you've, <laughs> truthfully, you have, you've made this, uh, you know, be able to go on consistently. So uh, I'll hand past button to Dr. Modili for any comments that you have before we. Well, today has been a learning session. I've learned from so many different people. So I'm just overwhelmed and I'm going to go and ponder on all the things I've learned and hopefully to make me a better person because I, it, there's so many perspectives that have, I have, uh, there's so many views that I'm beginning to appreciate the concept of Otito more and um, I hope this session has also been beneficial to all those of us who participated and we're hoping that we can get, we can tease out truths from this to sort of use to build this story we're trying to write. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. Thank you for your contributions. And hopefully we'll see you next time, same, well, some, same time next month. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Otito mean to you? How do you see truth? Let us know. Share your thoughts with us either on the podcast. You can leave a voice message on the podcast or you could drop a line or two on the Children Files website and share your wisdom with us and let's all try to be better people. <laughs>